Welcome to None of This is Real. It's a podcast about all things mysterious and weird. Like the way your voice just went, real! <laughs> I'm Doomsday Tamini! Oh my gosh, I'm Sarah Sinkhole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm spiritually prepping for Doomsday. And uh, you're sinking into a hole, aren't you? Oh, dear God. It's deep. It's a deep one this week, y'all. <laughs> That's okay, though. I like it down here. It's cozy in my yeah. hole. <laughs> you're cozy. You've got your umbrellas. You got your spatula from yeah, Spatula we went, City. We went on uh, Spatula City. I've got, I'm so prepared. We, we went on a hike this weekend, and there was a little cave, and we got inside of it. And I was like, see, y'all? This is what I'm talking about. This is my home now. This is my hole. It's my cave. It's where I need to be. I'm glad you found a hole. I found a, a hole, cave. A cave hole. Well, did anything weird or mysterious happen to you then? Well, yes. Actually, on a different hike, it was just me and Levon. It had just rained a lot, so I guess nobody wanted to be on the trail because it was kind of muddy. And we were the only ones the entire time we were out here next to a lake. And we found a skull of an animal just sitting on a tree stump. Cool. And then we found a bone that was just laying, like a like a leg bone, it looks like, that was just laying right next to the trail. And all the trees, because of all the rain, there's lots of erosion. All the trees were, like, leaning over the water. The trees were, like, perpendicular to the water. Not perpendicular, parallel to the water. Parallel? Weird. Yeah. And there were all these roots hanging down. Everything was just, like, super spooky and quiet. There's bones everywhere. And then <clears throat> Levon decided to pitch a fit about walking back to the car. And by fit, I mean, he just sat down in the middle of the trail and said, I'm not walking anymore. You got to carry me. <laughs> he found his place, too. Just like yes. you found your cave. He wanted yes. to stay amongst the bones. He said, this is my bony hole. What? No, that's gross. All right. <laughs> no. Sorry I said that. Anyway, so then I found the creepiest thing. I, I was like, look, I'm just going to go back to the car. There, it's a trail. You'll find me when you decide to come back secret i was just hiding behind a tree a little bit down the trail because i'm not gonna leave my child in the woods don't worry um so as i walked away like bye i love you have fun growing up in the forest now son and i got behind a tree and i looked down and there's this dirty baby doll leg in a hole in the tree and i was like no yes it was there and i said leave on leave on oh my gosh come look at this creepy thing i found and of course he jumps right up and comes over and looks at the leg and I was like, we've found bones and trees falling into the water and baby doll legs. I was like, this is a spooky hike. We got to get out of here. And um, th so, and that was how I got him to go back to the car saying, oh my gosh, look at this crazy thing I just found, like from 30 feet away from him. <laughs> and then he would begrudgingly get up and come look at the mushroom or the whatever I was looking at. You should always keep a baby doll leg in your pocket when you go on yes! a hike now. I need to, like, just strategically throw stuff out of my book bag along the trail so that on the way back I can be like, whoa, look at this Pokemon trading card I just found on the ground. <laughs> Some big whoa. Pokemon fan was hiking up here. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a spooky hike with a grouchy child. But he was only grouchy on the way back. I want that animal skull you found. Why didn't you bring it to me? I it's sitting on my my side porch. Oh, well, yeah. I'm glad you kept it. I wanted I did. to see I did. I kept it. I kept that and the bone, but I, we left the baby doll leg because that was just like a shade too creepy for us. But I did take a picture of it. Maybe I'll post some creepy hike pictures on the Instagram. Please do. What weird thing happened to you? Well, you already know because I could not hold my excitement. So remember back a while back, I was trying to tell you 
So this is actually a continuation of a weird thing from before, but I was trying to tell you about a crazy decal I saw on the back of a car that said like, I thought it had said cops make Fritos out of dog's feet. But what it really said was the U.S. government. U.S. government. Turns dog's feet into Fritos corn chips. What the utter fuck? I don't know. It's like a a big decal that someone had made for the back of their windshield, and it's like three or four inch tall letters. You sent so you me the picture. It. it was huge. Yeah. There's no I'll post way a photo. I just wanted to know why. What is happening? Is that like an inside joke that you just wanted to put on your car? I guess. So I, I passed by it, and I was like, there it is, there it is. And so I turned around, did a U-turn. It's the Fritos car. It's the dog feet Fritos car. And so I turned around, I took a photo. There were people watching me get out of my car and take a photo of the back of this Who I hope they didn't car. think you were stalking someone. I don't know, but... Maybe they saw what you took a picture of, and they were like, oh, okay. They were like, like yeah, I get it. That's very I, strange. That's really weird. And so then I texted you that picture, and within all caps, I said, I found it! Yes, and I was very excited. (laughs) And so you sent me an article, and now we know, we have a clue. We don't know exactly why. It's a piece, a very small piece of the puzzle, yeah. So basically the article said that sometimes dogs' paws smell like corn chips because of a bacteria bacteria called Proteus, or Proteus, I don't know, or... Pseudomonas that gives off a yeasty odor that is often compared to Fritos. And you know what's so funny is that I think I heard that on a podcast I was listening to. And I'm blanking, of course, right now on which one it was. And I thought of that thing you said about cops turning dogs' feet into corn chips. And I was like... Well, now it's the U.S. government. Right. Now it's the U.S. government. And I totally forgot to tell you about it. Because I was like, I gotta tell... I gotta tell Domini about this dog feet thing. And... It's, I totally spaced, of course, because I'm sure there's like 5,000 things tucked away in my head that I've thought, I gotta tell you about this. Someday they'll all come out, spilling out one by one. <laughs> At the same time. Yes. Um, and then when you sent me that picture, I was like, oh shit, the bacteria, the dog foot bacteria. And I Googled it, which is a very weird, I've been Googling a lot of weird things lately. But when you have a kid who asks you questions that you're like, I sort of know the answer to that question, but I don't. I need to Google that real quick. You, you Google a lot of weird stuff. And apparently also when Demini is your best friend, you Google a lot mm-hmm. of weird stuff. <laughs> and you have a podcast about mysterious and weird things. Yeah. This week alone, I Googled dog's feet smell like corn chips. And what's that pointy thing on a Katie did? <laughs> <laughs> what is that pointy thing? It is um, an ovipositor, which is how they deposit their eggs. But Levon's theory was that it was a penis, so we were calling it a lady penis. So, Okay. Yeah, because, you know, that's what you do. <laughs> so we have one piece of the puzzle. We, we know that dogs' feet smell like corn chips sometimes, and you know I immediately went and smelled my dog's feet. So? I didn't smell it. I didn't smell it corn chips. I just smelled dog. So I don't know. Right. I'll, I'll try again. Now you just got to go around town smelling all, like just but, excuse me i have a really weird question can i smell your dog's feet it's for science it's for, for science. my podcast <laughs> <laughs> and then we just got to figure out why the u.s government is now so if you're eating corn chips are they really made of dog's feet is it the government we don't know, you know what? what's this conspiracy i don't care because i love fritos i'll keep eating them no matter what they're made out of just kidding um but seriously turkey <laughs> turkey buzzards y'all do y'all have any theories any ideas? 
Let yeah. us know. What do you think? Send us your theories. We we're knee deep in this mystery, or we're dog foot deep in this mystery. Oh my god. We're four dog feet deep in this mystery. That's a new that's a new saying we have to add to the lexicon. I'm four dog feet deep in this. <laughs> I like it. I like oh. it. Okay, well, I do have one more thing before we get started on our topic. Okay. I have a hindsight humor. Oh, goody. Are you ready? Yes. You ready for the jingle? I'm so ready. I don't remember what it was. (laughs) It's hindsight humor. We missed a funny thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. I love it. On the last episode, you were talking about Travis, is this last name Walton? Travis Walton. Yes, I think so. Who was abducted by aliens or says he was abducted by aliens. And you said... That he has his own website, and you got your information straight from the horse's website, and I neglected <laughs> to do a horse voice. Wait, that's not the horse voice. See, I'm all <laughs> fucked up now. <laughs> I neglected to do a new voice that I just made up on the spot. <laughs> but, you know, I, I should have done, like, WWW. I can't do it. <laughs> well, how does the horse voice go? Now I'm drawing a blank. Is it? Oh my God. I can't do I'm dying. I'm, something in my head just exploded. Maybe I didn't do the horse voice because I can't do the horse voice anymore. Oh, I'm so sad. We're going to have to go back and listen to some old episodes to figure out what the horse voice is. Well, you know what? Whatever that just was. I kind of am glad that it happened instead of the horse voice. Uh, seriously, I just laughed so hard when you made that blah, blah, blah sound that I think I have a headache now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't apologize ever. I'm sorry. There it is. Is that it? <laughs> You're closer. It's clo- better, closer, warmer. I'll try oh. practice it. I'll keep practicing at home. Oh, my God. Hindsight humor. We missed a funny thing. Oh, that was a good one. This is one of those episodes I wish that we had a visual representation of whatever your face was doing. Well, since you've composed yourself, I'll introduce the topic. Okay. Today we're going to talk about one of the most mysterious, weird, and creepy people in history, Elizabeth Bathory. Ooh, yes. And I am so excited about this one. Also, I did read that the Hungarian version of Elizabeth is Erzabet. Yeah. Which is really cool. That is a cool, that is cool. And also I tried desperately to find out how to pronounce Bathory, Mm -hmm. which looks like Bathory, Bathory. But I was like, surely that's not how you say it in Hungary. And it's like, Bathory? We can say Elizabeth Bathory. I'm going to say Elizabeth Bathory because I don't want (laughs) to... Yeah, I'm just that's why I'm saying it up top like, look, we know that it's this way, but I read I read a book about her before I was ever like googling everything I had questions about on the internet. And so the whole time I read the book, I in my head I said Bathory. So it's like kind of hard to change it now, but we we know it's Bathory and it Hungarian probably Hungarians would probably hate everything I tried to say. Anyway, so I'm just going to stick to Bathory. Yep. And I want to also wish her a very happy birthday as we record this. It is her birthday. Today. Today. Right? Okay. August 7th. Yes. That is crazy. Happy birthday, Elizabeth Bowtree. Happy birthday. And it was also my dad's birthday 
three days ago. So happy belated, Dad, even though I already told him in person. But I did too, but happy birthday, Dad. Happy birthday, second Dad. Um, yeah, I was when I was trying to figure out how to say her last name, I was playing a bunch of different pr- pronunciations. And it was this website that was awesome that has like how every accent says a thing. And so, you know, I was just going down the list and it was like, Elizabeth Bathory, Elizabeth Bathory, over and over and over. And we got to one string and Levon was sitting next to me and it seriously sounded like they were saying Elizabeth Butthole. And we were laughing so hard. <laughs> oh, no. It was like, Elizabeth Butthole, Elizabeth oh, Bathory. No. And we were like, Butthole? That's the funniest thing we've heard all day. <laughs> because my son Perfect. is six and so am I, apparently. When he's almost seven. That's true. His birthday's in two days. In a few days, yeah. In two days. Yep. So happy birthday to my dad and Elizabeth Bathory and Levon. Happy oh my birthday, gosh, everybody. That's... What a trio. <laughs> All right, y'all. Um, oh, but her birthday was in 1560. So yeah, this she is a would long, be long time ago. very, very old. What, 400? I'm not going to do the math. She's old. Happy birthday to you. You would be really old. <laughs> But, you know, age ain't nothing but a number, Elizabeth. That's right. So I will tell you, basically what I'm going to tell you are the craziest, most sensational myths and legends and horror stories about this woman. And then Sarah's going to tell you a little bit more historical fact. That's the idea. We'll see. We'll see how factual I can be today. Let's see how this goes. So I got my information from ripley's.com, historytoday.com, and of course a YouTube video, because you know I love them, called Mm -hmm. Elizabeth Bathory, The Blood Countess, by a user called Biographics. So here we go. Prepare yourself, because some of this is kind of gruesome and nasty. Oh, it's super gruesome, yeah. Yeah, so you've been warned. Elizabeth Bathory, a.k.a. The Blood Countess, has been described as the most vicious female serial killer in all recorded history. And some say she was a vampire, outrivaled only by Count Dracula. Dracula. That was not my horse voice. That was my Dracula voice. They're very similar. And also your ghost voice. You just have one voice. Damn it. I need to work on that. Nobody knows, but that's what Domini really sounds like when we're not doing the podcast. That's her real voice. (laughs) I really put on a human voice to do this podcast. I, yeah. It's hard. It's exhausting. So, Elizabeth, she was born into one of the most prominent families in Eastern Europe, and she was endowed with looks, wealth, and an excellent education and a stellar social position. So she was quite privileged in her yeah. birth. Yeah, seriously. The Bathory family ruled Transylvania as a virtually independent principality within the kingdom of Hungary, hence more vampire rumors. She also had health problems, though. So she was born into wealth, but she had all these health problems, including epileptic seizures, possibly due to her parents being first cousins, which was pretty common back in the day. Yeah, you got to keep that uh, bloodline pure. Ugh, Chris. <clears throat> I don't recommend it, y'all. Um, <laughs> so we, hear, we hear it. None of this is real. Don't recommend keeping your bloodline pure. We, we promote getting out there and, and mixing it up a little. Yeah. Grow that family tree's branches outward. It's not, it's not bonsai, okay? It's a tree. It's a family tree. Yeah. Anyway, she um, 
She witnessed in her youth many horrible atrocities. So she was very young when she witnessed severe beatings of her family's servants, just to name one terrible thing. I guess it was common to beat your servants also, another terrible practice that we do not condone here at the Yes, no, we don't condone that. Yeah, apparently that was the norm, which, you know, there's a lot of things that were the norm back then that are just terrifying to think about now. Yeah, I read that she, I think this is also the time when, like, people would be executed executed publicly and like that was a thing to do like you would just go see somebody get executed and I'm pretty sure she as the lore goes that was one of the things that she saw when she was young yeah like instead of going to the drive-in they would be like let's go see this execution tonight let's go watch somebody die because we're bored that's horrifying anyway so So you've got all that. And then at the age of 11, at the age of 11, Bathory was engaged to Fernick Nadasi, who was then 15. And when they were married, he took her surname because she socially outranked him. And as a wedding gift, the Nadasi family gave them the castle Chachtisa. I think it's Chachtisa. Yeah. Let's just call it Chachki for short. Sure, sure. <laughs> had a lot of we'll give the, Let's give the castle a nickname. It's Chashki because these. I guess these people were like obscenely wealthy. Yeah, so they had a whole so castle. It probably was like a Chashki for them. <laughs> um, legend tells of an affair that Bathory had with a peasant boy, which resulted in a child who was subsequently given away, probably because of um, scandal and whatnot. Yeah, and a countess can't raise a child out of wedlock when she's right. engaged to her when she's been engaged and she was 11 come on oh god i'm so grossed out by all of this already so when her husband discovered that he had had an affair the rumor goes also that he had the peasant castrated and fed to a pack of wild dogs that is harsh it's quite a punishment man. that's yeah. harsh harsh dude so Ugh. The Countess Elizabeth Bathory was often left alone to care for the estate while her husband, who was a chief and commander of Hungarian troops, fought in the war against the Ottomans. And so, during her lonely stay, Bathory spent time with her aunt, who practiced witchcraft, and her uncle, who, this one article said, was a devil-worshipping alchemist. Ay, they sound pretty cool, man. I don't know. I would totally hang out with a witch (laughs) and a devil-worshipping alchemist. Every time you hear some of these stories, some of these old, old stories, they're always like, oh, it was a witch. It was witches. I blame the witches. Like, lay off. Wasn't everybody who, every woman who did anything remotely out of the norm a witch at that point anyway? So. Yeah. Just take it with a grain of salt. Like, if you made a poultice, you were a friggin' witch. Leave leave everybody alone, okay? (laughs) So, anyway. Bathory grew bored during her husband's absence, and she began inflicting cruel punishments on her staff. And also, you know, she learned this shit from her family, so who is surprised? Right, nobody. In this period, it was considered normal, like I said, and it was actually encouraged to discipline your household help, but legend goes that Bathory took it a few steps too far, even for the 1500 standards. Yeah, it's pretty far. I think you'd have to take it pretty far. If you're crossing a line at that point, that's, it's way, way too far. So, yeah, they say, they say that N- Nadasi, her husband, enjoyed torturing and supported Bathory's bad behavior by teaching her new ways to inflict 
pain, and the little time that they got to be together was spent bonding over their love of violence. How sweet and romantic. Oh, it's like, what's that movie with, um... I know uh, exactly uh, the movie uh, you mean. Uh, 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 Natural Born Killers? Natural Born Killers! Yes! It's kind of like make, that. We should make a spoof of Natural Born Killers, but it's about them. <laughs> oh, Lord. That'd be pretty good, actually. Okay, so that that was their... That was their bonding time. Aww. Aww. And in 1601, their household was joined by Anna Darvuya. Darvuya. Darvuya, yeah. Yeah, Anna Darvuya. So she was also, surprise, surprise, rumored to be a witch. And Elizabeth became much more sadistic during this time. So Elizabeth's husband, they say, had taught her to torture, but Anna taught her to kill. (gasps) Dun, dun, dun. <clears throat> and this was around the time that servant girls began disappearing. And because they were peasants, people thought of them as disposable and did not notice them missing. Hmm. That that's, uh, sadly sounds a little too familiar for comfort. S- sounds like today. Not, not enough has changed since the 1500s. So. Oh, God. That's depressing. Hurry up. Tell In- me some gross stuff. Here, I'll tell you something nasty. In 1604, right. Fernick Nadasi died, and the servants reported another change in Elizabeth's demeanor after that. She became more sadistic. Of course, it's not like she suddenly became, you know, altruistic. She was oh, like, no, my I'll husband stop, died. I think I'll stop beating people now that I'm here all by myself with no one to see me. <laughs> no, she got worse. And... She infamously created her favorite device, a cage called the Iron Virgin. Designed after the Iron Maiden, her cage was molded like a woman with fitted blades inside. So you'd put the person in, and there were blades sticking out like the back of it and possibly the front. And so you'd close the person in, and it would just like stab right through them. Ugh. Yeah. <clears throat> Horrific. Yeah, there, if, if you get into the nitty-gritty details that some people write out and including the book that I read years and years ago, it is, like, just some heinous shit that I'm like, that sounds like shit you would just, that no one would actually do. Like, you're just, like, what is the worst thing I could possibly write? Uh, and that's it. Yeah. But, I don't know. We don't know. I wasn't there. So, <laughs> it was then that she began to use the Iron Virgin to bathe in the blood of young female virgins. So the the points in the thing were supposed to bleed the person out and let the blood come out of the device so she could bathe in it, right? Right, because that's what that's every countess's favorite pastime, is old bloodbath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, an old bloodbath. And <laughs> not only that, she relished in biting chunks off of girls' bodies and some say that cannibalism was forced on some of her victims. Mm-mm. So she made them eat other people, and then she uh-huh. ate them and bathed in their blood. Mm-hmm. And bit chunks out of them. And, Do you remember yeah. those old commercials? Calgon, take me away. It's like the lady in the bathtub. <laughs> oh, I keep no. thinking of that. Ew. And she just has Virgin's like a, blood, take me away. She has a little bath cap on and <laughs> bubbles. Bub- bubbles. Ew, a bloody oh, bubble God. bath. <laughs> Why did I even say that? I'm sorry. I y'all. don't know. Okay, go. Okay. Now, legend holds that she had four accomplices. Anna Darvuya, and I I think it's Iona. I think Iona Joe. Anyway, it's I-L-O-N-A. And that that was the nurse who looked after the children. So 
the a nurse, and then a washerwoman named Catalin, and then a teenage boy named Fitzko, and my okay. personal favorite, a friend of Elizabeth's named Dorka. Dorka, yes. Mm-hmm. So she oh, had accomplices so helping her do all this shit. I feel like that should have been my name. <laughs> we could change it. Mom, I'm going to legally change my name to Dorka because you did it wrong. So Bathory's obsession with her secret eternal youth began to outnumber the common girls in the village. So Bathory began to lure in young girls from other towns, especially peasant girls whose families would sell them to the countess out of desperation, which is sad. In 1609, rumors had spread about what was taking place at Bathory's castle, but at the time, peasants could not bring charges against nobles. So they were shit out of luck, as they say. There's an old Hungarian saying, they were shit out of luck. As the old Hungarian saying goes, you poor people are shit out of luck. Oh, wait, that's an... That's a current day american saying no they said y'all are four dog paws deep in this shit y'all are four dog paws deep in some bad luck (laughs) in some blood so around 1609 so she kept getting away with it so around 1609 elizabeth opened a finishing school for young noble women which provided her a higher class of victim and she also got attendance fees to boost her financial situation. Oh, isn't that nice? Now she's mm-hmm. got rich rich virgins and their parents' money. Hey, that's, that's business, baby. That's just a good business model. That's so smart. Please don't, <laughs> please don't follow that business model. So I guess she decided that noble blood was better for her eternal youth than peasant blood. Okay. I guess. So the legend says that all of this obsession with blood started... When, while she was conducting a cruel act on one of her young female servants, some spots of blood landed on her, and Bathory noticed that her skin had tightened, and then she officially became obsessed with blood. Mm-hmm. Like all, it, all it took, just a couple drops of blood. Yeah. So then, you know, and then she upped it to uh, noble blood. She had to have noble blood after a while. The peasant blood. This blood needs to be a product of first cousins fucking... And also with lots of money behind it. Fair trade, organic, noble blood. <laughs> Free mm-hmm. range, farm to table. <laughs> farm, to, farm to bathtub. Oh, oh God. God. Okay, so finally the Hungarian king decided to investigate because now noble parents of the children were growing concerned about their children and they can bring charges. And of course... This was enough to begin an investigation, even though peasant girls had been disappearing for years. And there I wrote, even though we've already said it, nothing has changed, question mark, question mark. God, it really is infuriating to think that that much time has gone by and we have we have changed so many of our ideas and technologies and medicine and like so many things are vastly different. That is still the same. Money talks, right? It's time for a revolution, motherfuckers. That's what I'm talking about. Take well, that's to the why streets. I've stopped saying the justice system and just started calling it the legal system because the system, yeah, the system. Anyway, anyway, uh, that's off a total the other topic. Yes. So the legend says that when the king's investigators arrived at the castle, bodies of young girls were found. Some were half burnt, some were alive, some were noticeably missing chunks of flesh from their Ugh. faces. Mm-hmm. Their faces. And some say 
that the men caught Bathory in the act of torturing. So of course they say that. Bathory was never charged. According to the legends that I read, Bathory wasn't charged herself. Right. Um, or she, no, she was never put on trial. She didn't go to trial, but her accomplices were put on trial for 80 counts of murder. And even with all of the evidence stacked against her, particularly in her diary where she wrote down the names of her victims and which, if it's all true, would bring the death count to 650 girls, she was not executed. Instead, because of her royalty and all her freaking privilege, she was allowed to remain in her castle, but there was a catch. She had to be imprisoned in the castle, where she was bricked into a room that had no windows or doors. There was a small opening so that food and water could be given to her, and she remained sequestered until her death only three years later. Yeah, and you want to know, this is how scatological I am. My first, well, second thought, because the first thought was like, is that harsh enough for 650 girls' deaths? Then, oh, you know, that would suck to be in that room. And then immediately following those thoughts, I was like, where did she poop? (laughs) That was a stinky, nasty room. That was all I could think about, is where is this woman shitting? And she probably, like, why? Why is that? Did she just throw it out the window? She, what's it called? Night soil. She threw her night soil out the window. Well, this. Some of these things said that there were no windows or doors, so maybe she put the poop out of the small opening where her food was given to her. I'll trade you some poop for some food, kind sir. Oh my god! I mean, Sorry. it sounds pretty I awful. Know. I can't not think about poop. Okay. No matter what, it's awful. Yes. Elizabeth Bathory died in 1614 and was buried on castle grounds. And this is my favorite part of the whole thing. There was an uproar from the townspeople, though, about such a murderess being buried there. So she was moved to the Bathory family crypt instead. However, when the crypt was opened in 1995, the corpse of the Blood Countess was nowhere to be found. Ooh. Ooh. She, she's still alive y'all she's a vampire right that's why she's a vampire thank yeah. you i'm glad you exactly. agree <laughs> i am in total agreement with that all right well i have a question for you okay is any of that real um i don't know because <laughs> i because <laughs> i wasn't there but after all the research i did i would say that there might be a grain of sliver of truth to that story yes there's a a seed okay 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 so we're gonna really get the down to the nitty-gritty and uh, some of maybe more the truth on your end maybe i mean i like it's hard to say what the truth is because that was a really long time ago what so how old was she when she died you said she, she was not very old. Was she um, in her 40s? I didn't write that down, but I think she was in her 40s. So, wait, 1614. Okay. Oh, if we could do math. 1560 she, to 1614, she was 54. Okay, yeah. So she okay. had a pretty long life for I mean, cause that, that, that time, time. Right? Yeah, seriously. 
Hey, Sarah, you know what? What? With so many CBD products on the market nowadays, it's really hard to know what to choose. Oh my god, it's like so hard. Well, I chose the best one. It's Green River Botanicals because they offer high quality, high potency, full spectrum tinctures made from CBD hemp grown right on their farm. They also offer topicals. Every step of the process from the greenhouse to the final product is done with care and transparency. Lab results for each product are available on their website so you know exactly what you're taking. And not only are they conscious about your well-being, they make the environment a major priority. That I like. Yes. I will not be smarty pants about that. All of their packaging is sustainable from recyclable glass bottles to plant-based labels. And for every item sold, they donate a tree to be planted. A tree? How cool. A tree. I also have topicals, which you use, That's right? what I got. I got a topical. I'm, I'm going to tell you something topical about the topicals. I got the herbal healing salve. And not only does it smell good... And it doesn't make your glasses all smudgy when you touch your glasses with your hands because it <laughs> absorbs right into your skin. But it really works. I have all kinds of things wrong with my hands. I've got cysts in my joints. I, I think I'm getting arthritis because I'm getting old. <sighs> um, but I rub it on my hands every morning and the swelling goes down and my joints feel like I can, you know do stuff again. That's so awesome. It's pretty great. I like it. I love it. I use the CBD tincture and I've, you know, I've always had like kind of a hard time sleeping since I was a kid. Mm, yeah. I do know about my... that. Mm -hmm. I feel that. You were there. Mm -hmm. Well, now I take a little bit of that at night and it totally calms my anxious brain that won't stop thinking and I fall asleep. It's so amazing. I love it. That is amazing. Sounds great. So if you're looking for a reliable CBD product from a company that cares about you and more importantly, the planet, Go to GreenRiverBotanicals.com and use the promo code NOTREAL. That's GreenRiverBotanicals.com, promo code NOTREAL, N-O-T-R-E-A-L, one word, y'all, for free shipping on your first order. You're welcome. You're so welcome. Okay, so please tell me the facts. I want all the facts you I will tell got. you the facts that I gathered from the internet. Let's see, I've got lots of, lots of sources. All that's interesting.com, historytoday.com. I read an article on history.com, which is the History Channel's website. You're. Stop! I can't podcast with your face like that! I'm sorry, Ugh. please go. You stinker butt. Okay. The History Channel's website that described the same myth as everybody else. There was a lot of information and insight from. SerialKillersHistory.wordpress.com Nice. So that should be interesting. AncientOrigins.net and CountessBathory.wordpress.com All right. And I wrote down a lot of stuff that you already said because those were facts. Like, it's true all the beginning of her life and people did write about her having um, health problems. So that she had uh, loss of control and fits of rage. Oh, God. Yeah, one of the stories, and this is where... I'm not going to get too much into the nasty stuff, but this one really left a taste in my mouth. Why did I use that phrase? One of the stories of her witnessing the brutal punishment when she was a child was a nomadic person, I guess. Someone kind of wandering around through town who wasn't, wasn't a villager. Was accused of theft. And so they sewed them into the belly of a dying horse and left them to die there. How do you even I'm sorry. do that? I don't know, but that might be my new worst way to die. I just don't think that's possible, though, because uh, a if horse... You took all... 
I don't know. I don't know. That's just, well, see, it that, that's seem just like the a story. Person would fit. That's the level of of uh, disturbing detail that people go to when there isn't history or when it's not, you know, like modern day yeah. serial you, killer stuff. There I aren't guess. good records from that. No, time. you can just make up whatever you want. Like they sewed a person into a dying horse. But isn't that just awful? Like if you saw that, there's no way you wouldn't be fucked up. There's yeah, no they way. didn't really have a lot of therapists back then. Yeah, the therapy wasn't really big. Uh, they were just trying to stay alive at that point. Therapy was just bloodletting. <laughs> Let me just take some blood out of your body and crush these bugs up and rub them on your throat. And uh, you know what? I think your uterus is moving around in there, so why don't you stand on your head for a minute? Drink this cocaine. All right. That was, excuse me, that was the 1800s. I don't know what I'm talking about. So I wrote also that... Um, one of her uncles taught her Satanism. That's in my notes as well. And her aunt taught her about sadomasochism. That's what she had a really it. good role models, it sounds like. God, she really did. My, I'm going to start with where the violence, when she started living in the castle, where the violence really began. So because her husband was a soldier, he was gone all the time, like you said, fighting battles. Because I guess that's what everybody was doing back then, just fighting about, this is mine. Oh, wait. <laughs> that hasn't changed either. Great. Anyway, Not much has changed. So she ran. She ran the estates and the castle. All it was the she. The, she lived in the castle and that was theirs. But they also had a lot of other land holdings all around, and she ran all of that. She was the head bitch. And at that time, she also took lovers because he wasn't home a lot. So people people talk about how she had a lot of lovers. Not that I don't blame her for. And she bore her husband. Four children, which is like, God, I have one in modern day times when you've got like a TV to put them in front of when you need to shit. So what? There it goes again. Talking about Dookie. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm <laughs> sorry. Not sorry. Dookie. You're welcome. When her husband left, he became the chief commander of the Hungarian army in 1578 and embarked on a military campaign against the Ottoman Empire. So she was really in charge after that. This was like a long period of time where it was just her. And that's when the rumors of her torturing servants began to really spread. And when he died in 1604, the rumors and stories and apparent behavior, like you said, got a lot worse. So at that time, there was a Lutheran minister. Sorry, Hungarian listeners or anyone who has ears. Janos, probably like Janos. I'm not sure. Ponip. Hmm. Hmm. Panikinus. Panikinus. Oh my god, I don't know. Sorry. Janny P, we're gonna call him. Janny P! So the Lutheran minister Janny P was assigned to take charge of the church in her town. And he started investigating the reports of the murdered girls and collecting evidence. And then eventually got in contact with his church superiors and was like, listen, this lady is off her fucking rocker. We need some help over here. And they called the civil authorities in. And they began to investigate in 1610. In the 1970s, we're going to flash forward a little bit, there was a professor, uh, Professor McNally, who discovered a letter in the Hungarian archives from Janny P. to his superiors, describing how the night before Elizabeth had sent to him six invisible black cats and dogs to attack him in his home in the middle of the night. Invisible. Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as the, he was being attacked, he was screaming, you devils go to hell. 
none of his servant servants could observe any of the animals, so nobody could see them. Mm-hmm. And and so Janny P wrote in his letter, as you can see, this was the doing of the devil. I think old Janny P was hitting the mead a little too hard. No night. shit. Right? Come on, Janny. Get real. If there were other people that said they saw him, I'd be a little bit more inclined to think you were being attacked by six black cats and dogs. <laughs> sent to you by a countess but nobody even saw him you were just freaking out calm down Janny p also this was the doing of the devil is kind of my new favorite phrase i'm gonna say that all the time um whatever that just was it was the doing of the devil okay (laughs) i'm not taking part in it i like it yes so as you said she was a, a bathory was a wealthy noble woman and thusly she evaded the law for six years until the Hungarian king, Matthias II, sent his highest-ranking representative, Georgi Thurzo, to investigate the complaints against her. So Thurzo collected evidence from 300 witnesses who were like, um, this lady's been biting girls and bathing in their blood and cutting pieces of their bodies off, and oh my god, it's really bad help. That's exactly what Hungarian peasants sounded like. So when the reports of the missing girls of noble birth started, the parliament and everyone got got all up in that business and claimed that they had uh, depositions from both noble and common people. So they actually went around asking people in town, like, what's going on here? They told them a lot of heinous shit that I'm not going to... If you want to know all the stuff that they said she did... You can Google it, because I don't want to think about it or say it out loud, because it is a lot. Yeah, there's one it's that, nasty. There's one, and I read this book probably over a decade ago, and I still think about this one part. Oh, I can't. Okay. Yeah, it's going to give you unwanted thoughts if we start going too much into yes, it. Yes, so. it's a lot. You're welcome to look it up, but I'm not going to go there. I'm going to just tell you the truth. So, the truth, that's cute. Okay, so on December 27th, 1610, spurred on by urgent reports from Reverend Janny P and news that four corpses were recently dumped over the castle wall in full view of the village. The parliament ordered Prince, like I said, Thurzo. Here they call him, in some articles they called him George and the other way I said Georgi is like G-Y-O-R-G-Y. So the E's have been replaced by Y's. So I'm just going to call him Thurzo. I like it. So because he he was related to her through marriage also he had connections to her and he had been kind of called to just go over there and check it out see what's going on and i think he probably i don't know i just think it's your relative why would they send a relative out there to check on her because well, everyone was related at the time you that's it I you're mean, right you couldn't help it no so at the time of his investigation People had said, in addition to cannibalism and all the other horrible shit, someone had even seen her having sex with the devil himself. Hot. (laughs) That would be hot. Literally and figuratively. Like you said, the witnesses and, or the accomplices, accomplices, God bless, and Bathory were only charged with 80 deaths, but there was that diary that uh, one servant claimed to have seen that put it up to 650 but no one has ever found that diary only one that's person a lot of people that's, that would, what, there is no so way that's way too life. many i don't care what year it is who the fuck has time for that truly it's like 
to be killing on 650 people. That's way too many people, and there's no way that that would go... I mean, I feel like you could get up to maybe 100 before everyone was like, we're just going to kill this woman ourselves. Ourselves. Like, you know, I can see a town yeah. of people being like, all right, 50 girls, that's a lot, but we can't prove anything. 100 girls? Okay, hold up a f one fucking second. Like, they're all going missing. People are talking. Just form an angry mob. Wasn't that the whole thing back then? Angry mobs? Like, well, get into it. And also, there were less people then. So 650 people would be, like, a lot of the population. <laughs> be a big portion of Right, how town. big was this? Yeah, I'm very confused about all those details. I don't know. Maybe, I'm sure there's a book somewhere where someone's written about the population and what all that meant. But <clears throat> So, nobody ever found that journal. Only one person saw it. Could be bullshit. It could be bullshit. I'm at the list of reasons why people think it's bullshit. Turns out that King Matthias II that sent the guy to investigate her actually owed Bathory's late husband, and so therefore her, because he was dead, a very large debt. So we have a motive. There is a motive. Didn't feel like paying that debt. And so, need I say more? Anybody could figure out that that's yeah. an issue. Also, many historians believe that the witnesses, the 300 witnesses that gave the incriminating and very contradictory testimonies, were, uh, gave that testimony under duress. And there's no one to check yeah. that shit. It's shady as fuck. It is yeah. shady. Sounds shady. The king called for the death penalty, and then Bathory's family intervened on her behalf, which also may have been uh, politically motivated because... Like, basically, he didn't get... The death penalty was getting walled up in your own castle till you die. When, when she died, guess who got all that land? The king? The king! So, some of that land was very strategically important. And because she was a woman, because she was very intelligent and knowledgeable and very powerful and wealthy. And because she had sex with a lot of people... Oh, probably. yeah, that probably has something to do with it. Yeah. Probably offended their moral um, code. Yeah, so he just th he just thought, well, this is going to be easy. You know, she's all alone. People are intimidated by her. People suspect her already. Her family has the reputation of being sadist and... Like, brutal. Consorting with... Yeah. Yeah, beating their servants. This will be fucking easy. And seriously. you And then you have to look at, like, the... You know, backtrack to the other things. Like, did she even have seizures and fits of rage when she was a kid? Is even any of that stuff true about her family? Like, maybe this was all just laid down later to make her look really bad. To, to explain why a woman would be so brutal. Right. So, her trial was held in, a, in secret in a remote Slovakian town in 1611. And her family had the records immediately sealed. There, so, there's no, no newspapers, pamphlets, or anything. None of the ruling family wanted details of the awful things people were saying about her released. And they didn't want her estate confiscated by the crown or the crown's debts to her family now canceled. We're getting our money. Like, you owe us money and you're not, you're not taking our land. She didn't appear at the trial. And because they couldn't have they, the public execution, that's why they walled her up. So her, after that, her family greedily divided her property amongst themselves. And everything about her crimes and the trial vanished. Like, no, everybody just started, stopped talking about it. 
everything was, um, all the transcripts from the trial, all the indictments, all that stuff were closed away in, and hidden in archives. And her name was essentially forgotten for years. Hmm. And it wasn't until 1720 when a Jesuit scholar, Father Laszlo Tarazki, Tarazi, so sorry, discovered them a hundred years after she died. And he restored the legendary female vampire to human form with a name, identity, a history, and detailed description of her crimes in an ecclesiastical book published only in Latin. Ungaria suis cum rigibus compendio. So he, f- uh, he found, like, the transcripts and stuff? He found all the records that were um, put in the archives. So at that point, she had just become this, like, mythical story. They didn't, nobody mm-hmm. even knew her name. They were just like, oh, there was this countess who killed a bunch of girls. And in 1796, Michael Wagner wrote a book called Anthropological Philosophy. And he was the first one to publicize the story of her alleged bathing in blood uh, for skin care. So that didn't even come out until... You know, not, and nobody was really even talking about that until 1796. So also, you can't really bathe in yeah. blood. You can't? One. You can't... Bathe in blood? You can't. No, Damn it. Because what am I going to do later on? It coagulates really fast into a quote, chunky, sticky matter. I'm going to throw up. And and that's not, you can't really bathe in that. Like, you can't lay in a bathtub full of blood. It, I guess, coagulates very quickly. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, science. That's true. Blood does do that. I didn't even think about that. I know. I didn't either. And now I never want to again. So... <laughs> Moving on. Like I said, in, in the 70s, the uh, Professor McNally, they got rare access to the Hungarian and Romanian archives, which were at that point still behind the Iron Curtain. And they wrote a book called In Search of Dracula, a history of the Transylvanian prince nicknamed Dracul. So at that point, he was really into all this stuff. And I guess he thought, oh, I can look up records. I'll just go back. So he went back to Transylvania after the success of that book and found a bunch of documents from the trial of Bathory. So nowhere in the trial record is there any mention of bathing in blood. Hmm. Not at all. And Prince Thurzo was related by marriage to the family, like I said, and Prince Thurzo was also the Lord Palatine, which means that he had king's judicial powers. So he could do anything he wanted. He could put the trials in his own jurisdiction so that he could make sure that her property and debts remained with her family. So he was sort of on her side, but I'm not really sure how on her side he was. There's a priest diary from that period with detailed descriptions of daily events, and it only provides this very short matter-of-fact notation. 1610, 29 December. Elizabeth Bathory was put in the tower behind four walls because in her rage she killed some of her female servants. And that was written at the time that it happened by a priest in the area. That's not very detailed. No, and I feel like if it was like this lady killed 600 people and she was bathing in virgin blood and she was eating them, that you would have written that in your diary. But he's just like, a, a rich lady got pissed off and killed some servants. And there is a lot a lot of thought in, this, in the scholarly uh, community that the four people that were questioned were tortured to get the information out. And everybody knows now that if you say something under torture, it's probably just to get the torture to stop. You just yep. say the thing they want to hear because you want to keep all your fingers and toes. You can look it up on 
on online, there are transcripts from the trials. There are letters people wrote to each other at the time, and it doesn't. A lot of it is just very boring and wordy and written in Latin. There was another trial after her initial case, and Prince Thurzo testified at that trial. He described, and this is where I think he might not have been on her side, because he and his raiding party, said, he said they found still-warmed, battered corpse of Dorixa, which might be Dorka, and thir- other, 13 other witnesses were heard at this trial. Okay, so the servant that said she saw the book with the 600 names and personally witnessed 80 murders Mm -hmm. was the only person who said that. Nobody else during the trial said they saw her kill anybody. Well, obviously, somebody just gave her some money or tortured her until she said what they wanted to hear so that the king could get his land and his money. Could be. It's just so shady all all around. During the trial, the retrial, and Bathory was, was there... She attempted to challenge Thurzo's authority, and in front of, all, of the whole court, he said, This is great. You, Elizabeth, are like a wild animal. You are in the last months of your, of your life. You do not deserve to breathe the air on earth, nor to see the light of the Lord. You shall disappear from this world and shall never reappear in it again. The shadows will envelop you, and you will find time to repent your bestial life. I condemn you to lifelong imprisonment in your own castle. Wow. He was a wordy one, that Prince Thorzo. Yes. Thorzo, whatever. It was very dramatic. So apparently at that time also it was prohibited to talk about her. So like they put those things, those papers away and they were like, we're just not talking about this anymore. Also, she was a Protestant during the Counter-Reformation and the restoration of the Catholic Church and their power became a priority in the Hungarian Parliament. Aha. A religious politics. Yeah, so they were, everybody was really pissed at them because they weren't Catholic. The whole family. Uh, Europe was also in the throes of a paranoid rich witchcraft crisis. A number of historians have come forward to defend her, saying it was just all Thurzo and the king. She was a political rival of Thurzo, even though they were related. And the king had his debts and wanted her land. And that's really what everyone's like. Maybe she beat some people. Possibly she killed some people. But the whole thing is just so outlandish and crazy. Yeah, they kind of overdid it, right? Like, they they went too far with their accusations. Now we don't believe it anymore. Yes. Witch hunts and political powers and religious fights and all that stuff. But it really hasn't changed that much. Right? You would think more had more would have changed. I think I, I think I gave you enough reasons to doubt. But I don't know. Okay. What do you think? Is any of that real? So, yeah, I think that it's... It's probably a little combination of both. I think she probably did grow up witnessing some horrific shit because it probably is true that her family didn't treat their servants very well. She, and, you know, and like we said before, people did go and watch public executions. And so you're going to be a little twisted. Um, and then if you're left alone right. in, a, in a castle like that for a long time, yeah, I, I just, I think she probably mistreated some people. I think she probably, um, she probably even killed some of her servants. I would say that that's very possible. Um, as far as all the other rumors about her eating people and bathing in blood and that, what, all that, um, it's probably just been sensationalized. My guess is that she was really pretty. I mean, I've seen paintings and renditions of what 
she looked like who knows if those are true but maybe people were jealous of her beauty or maybe people were thought she was um unseemly because she liked sex god forbid that a woman likes sex um and like you said the whole catholic and protestant thing i'm sure that contributed to it i I will say that without a doubt she was a total vampire um (laughs) and she she was definitely buried and then rose out of her grave like the night they buried her she was like y'all are stupid of course i'm gonna get out of here y'all are dumb i'm not even dead where you didn't put a stake in my heart or anything i'm undead duh she didn't kill 650 people i think that she was just a a pretty standard vampire and she's still alive today and she feeds on like farm animals she's a kind non-human killing vampire she's a benevolent vampire she and rice level she went to some sensitivity training you know she's gotten into meditation Mm -hmm. It's 2019. I only suck the blood out of farm-raised cows. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, think... That's, I what, think, that's what I think. Okay. Yeah, I'm on board with some of that. Yeah, I think because she was a powerful woman, because she probably, you know, she was raised in a time where hardly anyone knew how to read or went to... had You know, you weren't required to go to school like you are now. And the fact that she was a woman and she was very educated super wealthy probably a spoiled brat you know like you said probably witnessed some ugly shit could have been you know an ugly person it's possible she did some violent heinous things and also the angle to me that really really irritates me is that the it's always it's always about women being vain like we're so vain that all it took was a couple drops of blood to land on her hand and her skin looked a little tighter. That she's going to fucking murder hundreds of women just to look hot? Who the fuck do you think we are? We <laughs> like, have other stuff to do. Yes. What in the world? We don't... Uh, it just bugs me. It just bugs me. Yeah. There, I don't can't... There's been at least two other episodes that we've gotten mad about that. Like, people having these ideas that we... Women are... Uh, Oh, I'm so concerned with how I look that I'm going to murder 600 virgins. Yeah, you never hear that about men. Like, there's so many stories about brutal men who killed a lot of people in in wars and things like that. And you never hear about it it being like, and they were very concerned with their looks. It's not a thing. They just, they wanted to look younger. So they killed a bunch of people. Oh, fuck off. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. that's very I think they're probably, like you said, there probably is a sliver of truth to some of that, some of the heinous shit they said about her. But I think it mostly was a bunch of religious, political, sexist, witch hunt bullshit. Yeah. And yeah. I'm glad, you know, that we didn't say all the gory details because you can find them if you want. And it's interesting, of course, because I like gory, spooky, disturbing things. You know, I find them interesting. But I, wa- I was more worried about this episode being like, just fucking get off her case, all right? You don't know. It's her birthday, okay? Leave her alone. Oh, my God. You're not going to ruin her party like that, okay? It's my oh birthday. My I'll kill virgins if I want to. Kill virgins if I want to. You'd bathe in blood, too, if it was your birthday. Why not? Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, thank you. And you're welcome. Do you mm, have any yes. questions for the Magic 8-Ball? Okay, yeah. Magic 8-Ball. Did Countess Elizabeth Baltry fornicate with the devil himself? Ooh, okay. 
Magic eight ball. Did oh, Countess Elizabeth Bathory uh, fornicate with the devil himself? Did she do it? Not likely. Damn, I was hoping that was true. Yeah, because the, the devil ain't real, y'all. She's fornicating with herself. <laughs> Good for her. Uh, the magic eight ball says, uh, yeah, the magic eight ball says no. Sorry. Uh, along the lines of fornicating yourself, my Uncle Kenny used to say, procrastination is like masturbation. You're just fucking yourself. Wise words. Wise Isn't that words, a good Kenny. one? Yeah, so like wise. It. You're just fucking yourself. You're just yep. putting yourself four dog paws deep in a bath of blood. That's all you're doing. Oh, that's all you're doing. All right, y'all. Um, let us know what you think. Tell us if you think, uh, if you have any additional information, or have you ever bathed in blood? You know, tell us your weird and mysterious stories. Also, Please send us your life is gross stories, if you would, at to none oh, of yes. this is real podcast at gmail.com. Yes, there is that blood facial that they do where they take your own blood out of your face, like out of your body and rub it on your face. Have you heard about that? It's like a vampire facial. No, I have thought about that, though. I've thought about that before. You have? Are you OK? What's wrong with you? I haven't done it. I've just thought about it. Oh, my God. I'm freaked out. I got to go. <laughs> OK, bye. Um, no, also, please, please follow us on Instagram. It is a optical experience for the ages. You won't regret it. And also, you can DM us there. We're also on Twitter, N-O-T-I-R. And Slide up in them DMs. There's a Facebook group you can join now to share all your weird and mysterious stories with other weirdos and turkey buzzards. Get up in that private group and... Say all your creepy stuff. There's no. This is a judgment-free and apology-free zone, okay? It's a private group, too, so all your friends won't be able to see what you post in there. Unless they're also in the group. No one will know your secrets but us and the other turkey buzzards. What else? Please rate, review, subscribe to our show, tell your friends, check out our Patreon. If you want to send us an audio clip of your beautiful voice telling us what's real to you or what scares you or... Um, what kind of blood you prefer to bathe in. Type O, A positive. Yeah. So send it to us and we will play it at the end of an episode. Over that theme song that was written and performed by Gil Davis. Thank you, Gil. Thank you, Gil. Sweet Gil. Well, we hope that y'all enjoyed this disgusting and weird and twisted episode. And we also want you to know that you don't have to believe in any of this. You know what you do have what? to do? You gotta believe on yourself. Believe all over yourself. Okay? Do it. We love you. God. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. David, what is real to you? Pure fire. Ha, 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 ha.